weird. Yeah. All right, let's start that over. Technology. That Play machine again. just said, F- you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacast, the Megacast. Ted! Oh, what up, Steve? What's going on, Ted? You know, Steve, it's a bright, sunny day today. No kidding, man. That's the one nice thing about having it colder than a witch's nipple, is that typically the sun is out. Yeah, well, because it's going to snow tomorrow. Yo, yeah, tomorrow's Armageddon. I don't know if you know, but tomorrow we've got high winds, we've got rain, we've got snow, potential earthquake, potential tsunami, a volcano eruption. How are they saying potential earthquakes? I'm just messing with you. Oh. <laughs> I'm just listing every natural disaster. Hurricanes. We are going to, yes. Tornadoes. Tornadoes. Everything. Thunderstorms. Flooding. High heat. Weather in 100 degrees. I don't know. Plagues. The frogs. The locusts are coming down. Right. Yes. All of it. Western Washington, brace yourselves. Mm -hmm. And then what's going to happen tomorrow? It's going to be cold and 35 degrees and everything's going to be fine. Look, it's going to snow two inches tomorrow evening. All right, in the city. It's going to snow a couple inches. The the commute tomorrow night will suck. And then by the morning time, it'll be rain and it'll be fine. I just love, I mean, I understand safety is a concern. Don't get me wrong. When it comes to public transportation, I understand that people's safety is in everyone's best interest. I'm not not poo-pooing that. But if you're like living in, I don't know, where's the place that gets hit hard with like storms? Like Massachusetts or something like that, Right. right? And you're checking USA Today or U.S. News or whatever it may be, and you're like, wow, Seattle's getting hit with some stuff. They've canceled flights out of SeaTac on Alaska. The Metro buses have canceled all their routes on Monday night and possibly even Tuesday. And you're like, well, let me check and see what the weather's like. Oh, it was just a dusting of snow, and it's kind of cold. You know what, though? The same thing happened, like, where I grew up in D.C. Uh-huh. They get, like, half an inch, and it's, like, kind of sleet. Yep. And, I mean, it, it'll paralyze the beltway for hours. And I get it. Like, ice, sleet, cars are smooth. But I don't know about you, but when I grew up, and I'm not trying to be like, when I grew up, I, went, I walked in the snow uphill both ways. But I did. Like, two feet of snow would still not warrant schools getting closed. See, we got off a lot. And I will say, ice was the big factor in the Middle East. Middle East, Jesus. Ted, that was during his times in uh, Afghanistan. I understand. No, the, the moment of, of you sharing your war story. Mid-Atlantic Please. coast. Excuse me. Share, me, share more about your time in the Middle East, Ted. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was crossing the border of Afghanistan and Pakistan. It was snowing. It was snowing. <laughs> Even though it was 300 degrees outside. Luckily, I had granola bars, and I traded them for one camel. That's why I made my way. Through the valley. <laughs> I was attacked by a spider monkey. Right. And that is when I planted my first of my many poppy fields. I punched it in the face like it was a kangaroo headlocking my dog. Most people don't know that I'm one of the uh, biggest uh, exporters of uh, opium and yes. curators of opium poppy fields. Yes. There's a whole documentary done on Ted on the Vice Network. Yeah. They call me the white bear. <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst drug story ever. <laughs> the white bear. <laughs> Can you imagine? Being like, 
Like, yeah, I don't know. We just grow all this stuff for the white bear. <laughs> you do not want to piss off the white bear. <laughs> right? And then the white bear shows up and he's eating a piece of pizza and chugging Miller Lights. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not using any of this product. This stuff's, this stuff's brutal for you. Before he got mad at me, he was asking me if I had any Tiesto to listen to. <laughs> right? This white bear is very interesting. Very volatile. Uh, rumor has it he's a very angry, destructive man, but everything I see points towards positivity and fun. Right? <laughs> I mean, he, we're fearful of him, but he says to look at love. And he's offering hugs and back rubs. Right. I'm, af- I'm afraid that he might like slip my throat while he's giving me that hug. I don't know. Is it like that polar bear that was petting the dog and then next day ate him? <laughs> That's what we don't know when it comes to the white bear. Oh, white bear. He's so confusing. <laughs> Why don't we get our push-ups out of the way and let's get yeah, things going. It's, been a, it, it's been a weird morning for Ted and I. And we're going to power through this and we're going to make things fun. Yeah. And I figured, you know what? To get 10, to get the heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain functioning. This one's for you, Ted, and for me, and for all the Sounders fans out there. Going all the stakes, this is Radio Recovery! Right, the song that they use for the broadcast, a local band. I love this band. They're called Success. And the song is called Radio Recovery. It's the theme of the Sounders. Nice. Let's get 10. Reminded myself too. Sounder, MLS Cup Saturday. Saturday. Ted and I are going to spray each other with champagne. Dude, I can't believe you told Evans about that. Oh, yeah, I got the audio of it. Oh, do you? Yeah, you get, yeah. Nice. We'll have to get to that. We'll do that after the Ted talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing to snow. Snow, just stay away. Be rained by Friday morning so the supporters can get out of town and go to Toronto to support the boys. Very solid point. Yeah, man. Come on, snow. <laughs> Don't do this to us. Ted Talks, starring Tech Smith. A lot of interesting thoughts for this Ted Talk. I'm very excited for this one. I need your your. The, I need the White Bear's motivation. <laughs> and you know, it, it, you could be whoever in life. Uh, you know, I saw a sad story just recently of, uh, about uh, Rashan Salam and, and oh. stuff like this. You know, so you never know what people are going through, you mm-hmm. know, and then it's easy to look at him, go Heisman Trophy winner, this and that. You know, his life was set up for him. Obviously, it wasn't, you know, and he hit some hard times. So I think the main thing today is, is we get, co- you know, closer to the Christmas holiday and stuff. Now, look, there's family members, some of you got to hang out with and you might not like them. But you're around the holidays, man. Why just, are you looking at me that way? Just do me a favor. I don't know. Maybe you got a buddy. Maybe it's a family member, a cousin you don't talk to or something. Just just hit him up. Now, you don't have to hit him up on Christmas. Hit him up before. Hit him up after. Just say, hey, how you doing? You know? And, and just remember, like, your struggles always seem the biggest to you, but, you know, everybody's going through something. Right. So, you know, try to, you know, like I always say, come from a place of love, not fear. And, you know, just, it's tough. It can be very tough. But you got to stay positive, because if not, the darkness wins. Yeah. That's a good you point. Know? I know a lot of people right now uh, in the, the, I mean, a little bit different than the story what you're talking about, but like the the, the local music scene is is, oh, is, man, is reeling hard. Yeah. yeah. And I was just talking with our boy Glenn from Windowpane earlier today, and uh, they, they lost a brother and, and a guy by the name of Joel that, um, it and, and I know I spent a lot of time on the MiggsCast talking about it. I know Taryn put up a great video on KSW's uh, Facebook page, and uh, 
You know, it sucks because it's like I don't like seeing the people that I love, admire, and respect hurting. And no. so it's like a weird, like, I don't know what the pain is that they're going through. I mean, I know what the pain is of losing someone you love, but, you know, everything is case by case. And it's just now more than ever, it's like you got to look towards the comfort of your family and your friends to bring you back up because sometimes, I mean, you could go down a dark road otherwise. <laughs> it's yeah. easy. It's easy to go down that dark road. I think we've all gone down that dark road, but like that's why we need each other. It's funny. This is a stupid story, but I'll bring it up right now because it's like it kind of goes into that like of, of friendships and just just here's a peek inside my brain. Sorry, man. It's the white bear. The, white, the white bear, bear is burps. coming out of you. <laughs> I'm like I'm about to have a heartfelt talk, and there's in the background. Here's I'm chugging a lot of water. A peek inside my stupid brain, Ted. So, my boy Munson, he shoots me a text on a Sunday and he's like, hey man, can we get beers uh, tomorrow? I'm like, sure. You know? All right. I mean, we've in the past said like, hey, let's get together and let's get lunch. You know, but I don't know why. Like, it was just like, well, that's okay. Something's yeah. on his mind. Right. Yeah. So, from the minute the text came in to the minute I met up with him, of course, my brain goes down a dark road. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's probably... I'm probably getting kicked off with the donkeys. Like, in my head, that was like the what I figured was or going on. Or something's gone bad for him. I, no, it, all, it was, was all about, about me. You. It was all about me, my They're selfish ways. you off the donkeys. I love that. I, you know, it's been a, a, a weird start to our season. I've, I might have had a couple of 12-goal games. I was Ooh. like, it's been a rough one. All right. Let's just say there's a team out there that's now in our, our league that is filled with former Division One hockey players. And I can only fake it till I can make it. And I'm not making it with these guys, let's just say. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, he, as a representative of our team, the leader of our team, is going to kick me off of our team. And I'm like, that's fair. And I was like, you know what? I get it. Yeah. I'm not that great of a goalie. I'm only, I'm only as good as I can be. So I'm going into this lunch thinking, okay, I'm getting kicked off of the team. <laughs> Just, let me brace myself. Like, don't get upset. It's, not, it's nothing personal. I get it, you know. I mean, it's a skill. I'll still go to Spokane with you just for fun, Steve. You know, we'll we'll still make a trip out of it. We'll get the bus just for you and I. Yeah, it was just me, you, Levi, and Rich. And Rich, yeah. Um, <laughs> so talk about one exchange to the next. <laughs> Sit down. We're we're having a good time. We're laughing. I'm like, okay, when's the bomb? Like, drop, drop the hammer on yeah, me. Just drop that bomb. He goes, okay. So I I, I know we were going to talk. I'm like, yeah. What's going on? He goes, I was just wanted to see if you wanted to be one of my groomsmen in my wedding. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, F yeah. Let's get around the shots. <laughs> a, because I'm not getting kicked off of the donkeys. Right. And B, I have just the utmost respect. Like, that is such a great... I mean, you get it all the time. I yeah. mean, I think you sneeze and you're a groomsman to a wedding. I don't get asked very often. I have a very small circle of friends. I mean, of three. Right. Outside of my wife, it's you, Munson, and the J-Mac for the most part. And some friends from home. So I'm like, Yeah. Hey, it's great because I'm not getting kicked out of the team. I'm going to be in the wedding. But it's just so funny because in my head, I'm just assuming the worst. I text my wife and I'm like, hey, I just got asked to be a groomsman. How awesome is that? I'm so pumped. This is going to be great. And she texts back and goes, yeah, I figured that's what he wanted to talk to you about. I'm like, how'd you figure that? She's like, well, he just got engaged. You're one of his closest friends. You guys hang out all the time. Why wouldn't he ask you to be a groomsman? I guess that's a very solid point. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But it's funny because it's like, I I don't know, that actually has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but it's just, 
never underestimate, I guess, the, the love of your friendships and, and, you know, like yeah. your friends of your family as well and treat them as such. Yeah. I don't know why I was assuming my friend was about to kick me off of our social crew. Well, I mean, that's fair, dude, if you're giving up 12 goals a game. You know what, Ted? Maybe it's not my fault. I'm not saying Nobody's it's not. checking. Yeah, it's that. Dude, did you see that goal last night where the guy hit it out of the air? No. Oh, it was like a, I don't know what you call it, when the puck's kind of like bouncing. You know, like almost it's like end, fluttering. Yeah, like end over end. Yeah. So as the guy passed it, it, it was a one-timer, but it hadn't touched back down on the ice yet, and the two just hits it in the air. Oh, like a baseball swing? Uh, close. I mean, it was it was closer to the ground. It was only like a couple inches off the ground, but uh, still, he caught it in midair. Wow. That yeah. is, I love those kind of goals. Yeah, the I only better than that was, right, was the goalie. Uh, some goalie had a sick save, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, he spreads eagle, like, going left to his glove side uh-huh. and literally snags it at, like, the top cross. The glove point. save is, like... It's funny because it's flashy, right? It's typically like those kind of saves mean that you're actually not playing your position properly. You're out of position. So you've got to make these desperation saves to, to, as a man who's always out of position, hence 12 goals being allowed. But like when you make those huge, like those saves that get like the whole crowd pumped and the the bench banging their sticks more often than not, that was like actually could have been avoided if you played your position properly. Not always. In the NHL, it's obviously different. But like in my level, like any save I make where people are going nuts, I'm like, yeah, that was pure luck. And I shouldn't have ever even been in the position where I needed to make a save like that. I should have just been squared to the puck and it should have just hit me in the chest. And you guys would have just assumed that was just a routine save. Yeah. But I made it way harder than it should have been. My favorite is the breakaways when I play indoor. Yeah. And then you just like the whole idea is just I'm sure it's the same in hockey. Just you just got to get out there and be as big as you can. Yep. Gotta Challenge the skater. <laughs> like it when they just kick it into my chest. It's a great save. It's like, well, he buried it in my chest. Like, I didn't even get my hands up because he just boom. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah, I do want to talk a little bit about the Sounders. Uh, I do want I want to play that audio, uh, a, a fun moment from BJM Miggs when we had Brad Evans on the other morning. And I, a and, sweetheart. And he truly is. He's a dreamy man. He is. Uh, but I uh, brought you up during our conversation and it involved uh, champagne showers. Nice. So we'll talk about that when the Megacast gets back. <laughs> This song, it's trippy, makes me wish I had some mushrooms. The Megacast will be back. Holidays are all about good cheer, like getting plastered at your auntie's house or having one too many whiskeys at the office holiday party. Now, there's an album made just for you. Please, more eggnog, get hammered this holiday season. Please, more eggnog with a drunken Christmas. Please, more eggnog till I pass out face down in a parking lot. More whiskey, please, more whiskey, please, and kindly make it a double. A drunken Christmas. Sure, it'll sound great tonight, but tomorrow it'll smell like desperation and taste like regret. Tonight I will drink lots of rum, 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 and then do things that are quite dumb, 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 dumb. 
I just sent you a pic on Snapchat. Hey, let's be honest. 2016 has sucked. So why not finish the year by getting wasted and singing a bunch of crappy Christmas songs? You better watch out. Get out of my way. I might grab your butt or punch you in the face. It's because I had too much crown. How about I wish you a drunken Christmas? How about I wish you a drunken Christmas? A drunken Christmas available at your local bar, liquor store, and your stepdad's house. Here are two guys that Taylor Swift has yet to write a song about. The Tex Smith. She will. And Steve. The Megacast. Ted, sometimes I have a weird thought in my head. If I was single, I feel like I'd be a very good boyfriend for Taylor Swift. I don't think we'd have these weird uh, breakups. I think we'd, we'd be able to be together for the long haul. I, I'm glad you're not single. Because yes. that would affect our friendship. <laughs> why, would, we, would we be fighting for the same woman? Not at her? all. Okay. I can't tell you why, and I respect everything she does musically. She's a great talent. I can't stand her. You wouldn't let me bring her over for like, nope. oh, You know what? It's a good thing I'm still married then. Yeah. We don't have to worry about this. Sorry. You know what? Not many people say this. Taylor Swift, not invited in my home. Well, then definitely it's a good thing that I'm not with her because that would affect our friendship. It would. Yeah. I I'd miss you, dude. I would, I would miss, miss you, you too. so much, but you're dating a woman like that. There's nothing I can do. I wouldn't. I don't know. I think I could. I think I'd be able to tolerate missing you for those legs. <laughs> so dude, that, what do I always got? He's like, Taylor Swift, come on. She's just tall and skinny. Oh, and hot. Man, I said this in the day, like, eat some potatoes. White potatoes and get back to me. Oh, the white bear telling you to eat white potatoes. Yeah, white bread. <laughs> Flour tortillas. And you know what you're drinking? White wine. White wine. Mm-hmm. A spritzer. I don't I just I'm not a Taylor Swift person. I don't have an obsession like that one radio personality that apparently lost his job because he tried to grab her ass. That is so odd. And I just Nothing excuse it, but I'm just like, were you blacked out drunk? Like, what were you thinking? And for those that don't know, and I'm, you might know more than me, I, I think we probably have, so correct me if I'm wrong. The guy is at a meet and greet that Taylor Swift is at. Right. They're posing for a picture. He claims that he was moving his arm to get, put it around her arm for the picture. She says that he full on ran his hand up his, her skirt and groped her, complained about it. He got fired. He, in turn, files a giant lawsuit against her, and right now that's what they're in the middle of is these court proceedings. Yeah. And he stands by it. Like, he just did a radio interview on some show, uh, Mojo, in the morning, and uh, he was, like, saying, yeah, I didn't touch her. I didn't grope her. I was moving my arm. It might have grazed her, I think, and I'm paraphrasing. It's a weird story because it's like, why would she, why, she does so many meet and greets. Why is this guy standing, like, maybe it's because I'm a Swifty. That, well, right, that's the other thing, too, like, my initial instinct is like, I want to defend the radio guy, but I just, I don't see what Taylor Swift gets out of this. Nothing. And I feel like, even though she's a giant superstar, I feel like if you if you oddly bump somebody and go, oh, so, 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 like, I feel like 
they'd move past it? Well, it was like even like we were at the um, uh, the the window pane show for Matt Coke's birthday, MCTPs, yeah. and I'm watching the show, having a great time. Some woman comes up to me, and goes, "Hey, it's nice to meet you." And I'm holding, like, she's holding, like, a beer in her shoulder, like, an armpit, kind of, like, to right. shake my hand, but still kind of holding it. And I'm holding, it was this awkward, like, exchange of, like, I'm trying to shake her hand, but I just straight up poke her boob. Yeah. And I'm, like, mortified. Like, I turn white, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. Like, do it again. No, I mean, she didn't say that. Um, but she's like, totally yeah. fine. But, like, was it that? I don't think so, because you're right. Like, how many times does she do a meet and greet where probably people accidentally hit her in, like, a leg? Or a, I can't imagine that this, like, seems odd. I don't know. Right. I'm just with you. I'm trying to think, like, I've been, you know, just in a house where it's crowded, and my buddy's girlfriend, like, passed behind me and was like, sorry, I just hit you with my boobs. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not like these things don't happen, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That, that's just a strange, strange story. It's very, I would love to know what the God's honest truth is. We'll never know. I mean, I would like to know for sure. Like, if he genuinely did do that, what was going on in his head? Like, where he thought, this is my opportunity to just cop a feel on Taylor Swift. Yeah. I just, that's what blows my mind, <laughs> like, too. Like, both make no sense. Like, why would she go this far to get this guy fired if it wasn't true, and on the flip side, like, why the hell would he think that he could get away with running his hand up her skirt and grabbing her ass? Right, and you've been with me for arguably the most uncomfortable thing ever with Carrie Underwood. Which was awesome. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like I was like, I've got to say something to her. Same with, like, Jessica Simpson, where I walked to the wall. But the point being, like, at no point did it daunt, like... Go through my mind of like, maybe I should grope her. No. You're just like, this is a beautiful, famous person. I want to meet him and say something. Like, maybe I could get a picture with them. And and even in that situation, I might feel awkward putting my arm around her because I don't want her to think I'm like trying to like cop a feel. Yeah. The Carrie Underwood story we have to share with the mega family. I don't know if they've ever told that on here. I know you've told it on the the men's room, uh, but I don't don't think we've ever talked about it on the mega cast. And it's it's better with you with me because you're the partner in crime. Because we were... We were walking out of our studios to go to the elevator. So there's a door. As we're opening up that door, in I mean, it's like that's not entirely true. Okay, you tell so me. we knew Carrie Underwood was here, right? See, I don't remember that part, but okay. all right. So we we found out Carrie Underwood was here for the country station. Now this was at least what five years ago. I was going to say this is probably we're coming up on like maybe like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it was a while ago, right? So Carrie Underwood is is famous, uh, uh, and at the at the time, she was in a high-profile relationship with Dallas quarterback Tony Romo. Right. So me and Steve find out she's here. She's over in the other conference room. So we walked by and did like, we're faking to go to the bathroom just because we wanted to get a look at her. Right. And then as we came back, we didn't really have to pee. So I think it's me and Steve. I think we stood outside the door and went, all right, that's long enough. We can walk back. Right. Now, as we turn the corner to come back towards our door... Carrie Underwood and her security start following us right behind us because they're walking over to the other studio. Oh, okay. And that's when I looked at you and go, I got to say something. And you just, I can't remember if you said don't or just laughed and went, okay. I think I said do it. Yeah, maybe you did say do it. Yeah, because I knew, best case scenario, she talks to us and we get to stare at arguably one of the hottest women I've ever laid eyes on in person. Very tiny. Right, super tiny. Yeah. And if... If that's best case scenario, worst case scenario, you put your foot in your mouth and it's awkwardly awesome. Right. Steve has no idea what I'm going to say, right. but I, go, I got to say something, right? right? He says, do it. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go, Ted. That's right. So as we're, as, as we get to the door, like we open it and then they're following behind us and I turn around and I just go, Carrie, and she stops and her security team stops. Tell your boyfriend, congratulations. Right. 
And with the one of the dirtiest looks any woman has ever shot me, she just goes, my boyfriend? Yep. And I go, yeah, Tony Romo, he just signed a giant deal. And this whole time, Ted is like... Just being friendly. Smiling. Right. Right? Like, I'm up to date, I think. Yeah. And she literally, unbeknownst to me, they had broken up like two weeks before this, because I don't read the tabloids. She, again, shoots me an even dirtier look and goes, that's not my boyfriend. And as she says the word boyfriend, her very large security guard, like, as the word friend ends, his arm just goes across my chest and is like, out of the way now. I'm parting the sea of Ted Smith. I mean, it could. I'm telling you, it's easily the most. And I've had some awkward encounters. That yeah. is the most awkward one. And I was there for it. And, oh. it. and it was amazing. But the other thing, too, is like, that's when like you realize like celebrities are real people. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a reaction. wasn't like, you're a dumb radio guy. Like, she was like pissed. Like, that is not my boyfriend. Right. That would be no different than someone coming up to you and like, <laughs> like let's just say your ex-girlfriend's name is like Sally. Yeah. And they don't know that the relationship is over, but they're like, hey. Heard Sally got a job promotion. Tell her I said congrats. Oh, it happened to me once. Mm-hmm. Here at work. Like the first girlfriend I had. Uh-oh. Like literally some girl at work was like, hey, I met your girlfriend last week. She's really nice. And I looked down and she goes, what? And I start crying. I go, we broke up today. Oh. So like, it was right around the same door where Gary oh. Underwood had that off. Like, you know what? I'm staying away from that freaking door, Steve. I was Steve. about to say, that's the door of shame. Oh. Stay away from it, Ted. Oh, but yeah, the Carrie Underwood one was... It was so great because I had no idea what Ted was going to say, but I was like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> all I thought was like, I really was hoping that whatever you said would have been taken... Cooler? <laughs> I don't even know what would be a cooler thing to say, honestly. Like, I have no idea. I'm not good at small talk. All I was thinking is, maybe Ted, who I think is a very charming individual, will say something so charming that she's be like, you guys seem like fun. Let's yeah. go get lunch. Right. And then we can just hang out with Carrie Underwood. Right. So then you fast forward a year later, Jessica Simpson's walking around. Oh my gosh, that's right. Now, if you've watched any videos on Facebook or anything, you know the KSW hallway is pretty long, right? Yeah. So it's not, I mean, it's wide for two people, but it's not super wide. So I'm standing right there, right? Same thing. I know Jessica Simpson's around. She's going to walk by at some point. Yeah. So I time it out pretty good again. And like, just as she gets about, I don't know, what are we, three feet, four feet apart? Yeah. Right as she gets about four feet from me. And I thought Jessica Simpson was much better looking in person. I don't disagree. I mean, it blew me away, right? And this is right around the time the picture of her with those unflattering jeans came out. And yeah. Everyone, remember, it was like, there was a huge talk about her being- She was fat and right. this and that. And, and then weeks later, she's at our station and she's like a hundred pounds yeah, wet. She's a tiny little thing. Right. Not but, that kind of wet. But. Oh, but as I look at her, I don't even know if I said hi, but I literally just kind of freak out. I make eye contact with her, make a sharp left into a wall. I never heard that part. You never heard that? Steve, literally like, like. What happened then? Did uh, they laugh? Her, yeah, they, I, like, they, they stopped. I heard them giggle. And I just kind of turned my head and ran up the hallway. Like, what am I supposed to like? I mean, I don't know what to do. So like, God, oh, jokes on you. I at least know that chicken of the sea is tuna, right? Like, ha, there's no coming back from that. In her circle, they thought they met somebody dumber than Jessica Simpson. Hundred percent. That is amazing, right? Like, I hope Jessica Simpson, no matter how bad her worst day is, knows that like an idiot like me, simply by seeing her in the flesh, walked into a wall. <laughs> 
That's a pretty big compliment. That is pretty awesome. Right? All right, when we get back, we will talk about Brad Evans. All I right, promise. All right. Speaking or, of beautiful people. I'd walk into a wall for him. Oh, I'd run through a wall for him, Steve. Make a catch. We'll be back. <laughs> Don't stress out. The mega cast will be back. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. You're single. You hate electricity, but you love buggy wheels. You wear homemade pants, and you won't fight back, even if you're hit in the face with a shovel. And you want to meet someone just like you. That's why we developed Amish Mingle. Amish Mingle is not a dating website, because going online is a sin against the Lord, and shall get thou shunned. But rather, Amish Mingle is the nation's only wife-finding service that meets in a working dairy barn. What better place to show the man of your dreams that you have child-bearing hips and a strong back, and that you can shoe a mule with just three handmade nails? At Amish Mingle, you'll learn about these and the other important qualities of your prospective mate, like their belief that musical instruments are tools of the devil, or just how much beard hair they can eat without gagging. So what are you waiting for? Join with the 17 other people who share your last name and meet your mate at Amish Mingle. Amish Mingle, because nothing says I love you more than a handmade wooden muck shovel. Uh-oh, uh, all I need is money we and all my women in doubles. I'm at the double tree. I guess I don't. Well, listen to the Megacast and cheer up. The Megacast is back. Grace always knows how to cheer everybody up. Oh, yeah. Just by cursing them out. <laughs> we got a party with her. Man, she's always too busy. I know. It's tough to get her to get over here from Australia. <laughs> you talked to Human Luke lately? Human, I did. Nice. I talked to Luke on... Uh, what day was it? Um, I think it was Monday. Oh, it was Monday because I was hanging out with Munson. Where we go for lunch is uh, the Hard Luck in Parkland. One time they even said, you got to bring 10 out. The, the, the guy that's the bartender right. and the bartender is a female and then the cook is a, a dude. And they were both like, when are you going to bring Ted here? I'm like, next time he's hanging out with me and we're able to, I'll absolutely bring him because that'd be fun. Um, but at the Hard Luck, what they like to do is they, they, put, uh, they put riddles on... Here we go. I'm going to go down the road and I'm going to forget to do Brad Evans. Uh, but they, they read a riddle on like their mirror at right behind the bar and yeah. just for fun. Every day there's a new riddle and, and you have to guess. I suck at riddles. All right. Uh, but Luke, in my times of hanging out with him, has said that he's a riddle master. That makes sense. He's a, he's a sneaky, smart dude. So whenever I, I, I get um, uh, whenever I get there and I have one of those riddles, I decide to text it to Luke to see if he knows it. All right. Ask me. I'm terrible at it. Okay. So this is the riddle that I asked him. I go, hey, man, 
Riddle at the bar I'm at. Yesterday is always before tomorrow, but there is a place where yesterday always follows today. Where is it? Sunday? Nope. Yesterday is always... Yesterday is always before tomorrow, but there is a place where yesterday always follows today. Where is it? I don't know. All right, so I send that to Luke. He gets right back to me. He goes, okay, let me think. Then a minute later, he texts me back, and this is the correct answer. The dictionary. Oh, I hate riddles because it's always the easiest thing. But I always think I could figure it out. Yeah. I, and I'm like, dude, I had to Google it to figure it out, but you are correct. And I got a good one for him. Okay. All right, and then we'll get to Brad. Do I want to text? Should I text it to him right now? Uh, no, I can tell it to you again later. Okay. But I wanted to ask you it, too. Okay. A cowboy rides into town. <laughs> cowboy rides into town on Friday. Okay. He stays three days and leaves on Friday. How did he do it? Jesus. He stays three days. <sighs> By the way, for the record, I stole this riddle from the cinema, cinema, c- c- cinematic? Cinerama? No, the uh, a great movie. Like uh, it's a great cinematic piece. Yeah. The great film that is Little Big League. Oh, gosh. About a 12-year-old boy who becomes owner and manager of the Minnesota Twins. Based off of a true story. Right. I have no idea. The horse's name is Friday. Oh, Jesus. See, that's what I mean. They're always the easiest and dumbest (laughs) answer. And my brain just never, is never, I've never gotten a riddle correct. I've had to Google every single riddle I've ever I always think I could get them, though. You're right. And I'm always, because the bank I go to, man, they have one up every day, right? And every time I go in there, I'm like, all right, this is my day. Do we need to have like a riddle wars next time Luke comes in? Riddle wars. our butt. I feel like he would. Yeah. Riddle wars. Riddle wars. Mm, riddle me this, Luke. The Riddler never sounded like that. I don't know. I don't know what that is. All right. Let's talk about Brad Evans from... Hopefully, you're world champions. Well, right now, we'll call them the Western Conference champion. That's right. Seattle Sounders FC. And they're now in Toronto prepping for the big game that's going to be on Saturday, 5 p.m., Q13 Fox. I know I'm going to be hanging out with you, D. Ted Smith, and our boys, Johnny Mack, and Maddie, and Drago. Yep. It's going to be a party. It is. Um, We had Brad Evans on on Tuesday. He came in to talk about it. Great guy. Uh, Brad's super dope, man. I got to meet him and got to know him when I did like a sprint, of all things, a sprint PCS appearance at a sprint store. And I don't even know, did they use the PCS anymore or is it just sprint? I thought it was Metro PCS and then sprint. You're right. Which I was at sprint. <laughs> all right. Right. Just like the guy from Verizon, I went to the sprint store. Oh, look at you. Right. So I, I did an event and Brad was also there signing autographs for that event. So we had a lot of downtime and we just hit it off. It was a great guy. It was fun talking to him. It's also a fur daddy. Yes, and we spent a lot of time talking about dogs. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we saw common ground. And, of course, I told him, hey, man, I know you play soccer. I'm an athlete, too. I give up 12 goals a game in hockey. (laughs) I like that. I'm an athlete, too. I should start doing that. From now on, whenever we have, like, a a Seahawk or a Sounder or a Mariner, like, hey, man, I'm an athlete, too. I play beer league hockey. Yeah. We knew somebody that used to do that. Yeah, you're right. We actually didn't. We didn't really think very highly of him, so maybe I shouldn't. Um, 
Well, I'm talking to him. I brought you up a couple times during the interview, but one time I brought him up was uh, for this reason. And uh, we were just talking about, I think I brought up, there was a video on Twitter that I saw of after they beat Colorado to be the Western Conference champions. There's a great shot of the entire team. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. The entire team's like cheering, celebrating, working their way back into the locker rooms. And then it pans over and it's like a movie scene, like a cinematic, like you said, movie scene. Thank you. And there's uh, Coach Schmetzer, Brian Schmetzer. Yeah. And all you see him is from the back, and it looks like he's taken in the moment, and then he turns. And right when he turns, you see the tear coming out of his eye. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, I have goosebumps right now just even talking about it. Like, I, Yeah, just hearing him in the press conference talking about the, the supporters deserve it and the city deserves it, and he's getting choked up. It was a cool moment. It is. Uh, so I brought that up, and we were just talking about how great of a moment that was, and, and so we pick it up from there. Oh, here we go. Metz was a big part of that, and that's the reality. So, you know, you, you douse them in some champagne, uh, but we save a few bottles for this weekend for sure. Dude, it's funny you bring up champagne. Let's talk again, bring up the Ted Smith. When I meet up with him to watch some of the game, uh, I'll watch all of the game, and, he, and I like, I'm like, I'm going to watch some of the game. Now, you leave it at halftime, bro? I'm just going to show up for maybe like the first 20 minutes. By the <laughs> way, you need to bring some type of snack. I'm, I'm debating on what I want to bring. All right. I was thinking about sushi. Huh. All right. I mean, it's either that or I go with my cracker plate. You are. I mean, you're kind of famous for that cracker plate. Should I just bring back the cracker plate? I mean, look, I'm just. It's been years since I've done the cheese and cracker plate. I'm just putting turkey meatballs in a crock pot. Like sushi, almost seems like too healthy for this crew. You're right. Crackers and cheese. Crackers and cheese. Get the big one. Oh, for sure. Maybe I'll even get like a shrimp platter. Steve, come on now. Come on now. It's the freaking MLS championship. We deserve the best. It's MLS Cup. That's right. That too. (laughs) Go Sounders. Soccer team. Soccer team. Play with your feet. Don't touch that thing. Kicking it. All right, here we go. Back to the story. He goes, hey, bring your bathing suit. And I'm like, are we going Are we going to take a dip in your pool at your apartment complex what? after the game? Like, this is a weird request. Like, I, okay, Saturday night, let's party. Okay. See, I ask the hard hitting questions when it comes to having interviews. You do. I'm like, I'm going to share a story about a bathing suit with Ted. You know what's so weird is it didn't I didn't feel at all odd asking you that or when I asked Maddie that but when you said that I could hear PJ and Brad both laughing like what right and when I shared the story I didn't think that was going to get the laugh no either did. that's why I just heard that I was like hey you're right I am a freaking weirdo to other people that is strange you can kind of hear my, my my voice gets a little thrown off because I'm like that's just the preface the story that's not the punchline that's guys the, that's not the funny part night let's party okay he goes because after the game i'm we're going outside and we're wearing our bathing suits and we're going to douse each other in champagne love it I'm love like, a little champagne shower <laughs> i'm like okay i'm in champagne wow <laughs> now that is no, i like so that now brad's on my side not, right. doesn't think it is he's like i don't feel it's that weird but bj still thinks it's very odd does he oh yeah here we go so no pressure but if you want ted and i to be dousing each other with champagne yeah, i want a slow-mo video of that is what i want i'll tweet it to you it, yeah I slow-mo as much as i've loved to see my teams i I don't think I've ever heard of anybody who went and did that when the, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Nobody said, let me get in a bathing suit and douse myself with champagne. <laughs> and yet Ted's just like, well, yeah, this is a thing, This is right? normal. Of this course. Is normal. <laughs> this, this is a normal soccer thing. Right. We've got the champagne. That's what ready. we do. We're Crack this, the finest Andre for this. You know what I mean? make a hashtag of that, see if we can get that trending after the game. <laughs> have, have champagne you, showers. Hashtag champagne showers. Oh, God. God damn it. I can't even explain to you. My heart is pumping. I am so excited for this game. But... The harsh reality is that there will be a winner and there will be a loser. I and I just, oh, I can't wait. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I don't know what I'm more, I'm obviously, 
I'm a Sounders fan. I'm definitely not on the level of like, the guys that I'm going to be hanging out with. Like you guys right. are supporters. I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's a the next level. But I don't know if I'm more excited just to watch the team win the championship because I've been rooting for them and cheering them on since I mean since they started in the MLS. And I mean, I even went to some Sounder games you've back been, dude, you've at been Memorial a, Stadium. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you they went were to MLS. them back then. And then yeah. I mean, you've been to a bunch of them with me. Right. So, I mean, I just know I'm not like, I don't want to like, Try and act like as if I'm on the same level as you guys, but I definitely am a huge Sounders fan. I watch them on TV all the time, so I'm I'm excited. But I think I'm even more excited to be with you guys if, and I hope it's a, a I hope it's more of a when than an if. Uh, yeah. But if they win the MLS Cup, I love being with people to celebrate that moment. Like when like you weren't there with us when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, but I had a little gathering of people right. and just being able to just celebrate with fellow fans was such a great moment. Plus, I'm telling you, man. You know, you know, uh, Shawnee played college. Uh, Maddie's played a bunch, and, and is a soccer nerd. You know, Drago obviously, you know, played for the Sounders right. in the USL. He was like, a keeper for the Sounders, right? I I won't bring up his dubious record. What was his record? Oh, he I, gets I, mad when I say this, oh, but this is good. I mean. He's in the record book technically because Keller got thrown out of like the second game. He got a red card for touching the ball outside the box. So Benny is in there for giving up the first ever MLS goal at home. Is he really? Yeah, that's awesome. See, that's I think it's cool. That he's in there, but he's always like, "Why do you bring that up? Like, that's not a prideful thing." It is. He's gone on to have a great life, oh, a great yeah. career, and right, that's continuing to grow. And forever, he, good or bad, you're in the Sounders. History, right? So, with all those guys there, I'm so telling, I shouldn't bring it up. No, I shouldn't wear my uh, my first goal ever given up at CenturyLink Field shirt. We that I don't own. This will be the most fun you've you've had watching a game. Yeah, I mean every tackle, every little thing, people will be yelling and screaming. I'm so pumped. Oh, it's oh. gonna be great. And that's man hearing Brad talk about that makes it even better. Yeah, wasn't that great though? Like his reaction was just like, yeah. Plus, I like that, like because we are older that like yeah it seems silly but on the same token i'm responsible that's why i said hey bring a bathing suit and an old sounder shirt you don't mind getting soaked in champagne yes i wouldn't do this just your regular clothes no you're respectful yeah and and i like that he's just like yeah send me a video slow-mo i like how quickly he connected the dots too yes (laughs) right meanwhile bj is like i don't get you guys i don't get you guys none of you make sense to me Look, BJ thinks that's weird. Think about the random people that are just in Belltown cutting through that alley, have no idea the Sounders are playing that game, and there we are on the alley spraying each other with champagne and screaming like we've won. Right, and it's not like as if we've been hanging out watching it outdoors with the champagne handy. No. We are going to be inside your apartment. We are going to have to hit the elevator button, go down several floors to the main level, go outside. Buy the champagne. Buy the champagne in bathing suits. Yeah. Because we're not going to leave without, we're just going to be wearing bathing, and the freezing cold. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. It's going to be frigid. It's going to be like 30 degrees by the time that we spray each other. Well, I thought about we could do it in my tub, but it's just not that big. And I don't think we could fit four or five guys in your tub. That's what I'm saying. We'd be like nut to butt, (laughs) just dumping champagne on each other's heads. Look, man, I love you guys, but I'm not going nut to butt with the white bear. That's what I'm saying. The alleyway, and look, folks, I'm not jinxing this. I'm not buying any champagne until that final whistle blows. So I shouldn't buy any champagne? No. No, no, no. That's the one thing. And you're correct. We I will take. We will buy all their Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Right? The sad thing's going to be when one of us catches pneumonia or something. Like, right. what happened? 
Uh, it was 35 degrees, and I was dumping champagne on my head in the alley with my buddies. Why are Ted and Steve sick for the week after the Sounders match? Yeah. Well, we got a little crazy. Got a little crazy. But they're the champions. Yeah. And that's but it's all, all right. Well, I'll have the heat cranking when we get back up there, and everybody's welcome to take a hot shower. In. <laughs> right? Together? Shower beers? Yeah, as long as we got on the bathing suits. <laughs> I'm okay without it. All right. All oh, right. by the way, aren't you going to be on New Day tomorrow? Thank you. I almost <laughs> forgot. Tomorrow, myself and the lovely Tyron Daly. Join yeah. us on, uh, what is it, uh, Thursday? Set your DVRs, kids. <laughs> the White Bear has spoken. We will be on New Day Northwest. White Bear got cut out. I know. I don't know who I'm more mad at. You were Taryn. Well, you can't be mad at me. You cut me out the last time. It looks like it's Taryn. Look. Who's the wild card in this? Yeah, you're right. The last two times KSW has been featured on New Day Northwest, Taryn Daly has been in both. Yep. She's she playing both of us. She's playing both of us. God, she seems so nice. She does. Ooh. Sweet lady. Backstabber. Yep. Gives you great hugs. Backstabber. I don't trust her. All right. All right. The white bear will have his revenge. Don't worry. <laughs> it sounds so funny. This is radio recovery. It does. Yeah. The white bear will have his event. <laughs> All right, Mega Family, thank you as always for listening. Uh, we will be we're back next week. Yes. That's the final one, right? Yes. Alright, so let's get ten. I think we might do a nighttime one. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Well, I can't do a daytime one. We're doing a nighttime we're doing one. We're doing a nighttime one. Let's get crazy. Oh, let's go, Sounders! Yeah! Let's get ten. Alright. It's a long way to Oh, man, I can't wait. They're winning it, man. They are. They're they going to win that winning. game. This I don't know how. It doesn't make sense on paper. It's our year. They're going to score more goals than the other team. Ugh.